Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. That's my bad. Uh, so for anyone who uh, is new to me, I'm Tamara. I have three kids that I've been homeschooling for the past eight years, going to be nine years this year. And we're just chatting about homeschool stuff, resources, what's going on uh, with you as a parent. Like, you know, this is a safe space for you can say this is frustrating and the automatic answer won't be put your kids in school. <laughs> you know, we'll help you find some resources. And Samantha was just sharing that the Roll Doll website has unit studies. So I'm checking it out now. I just pulled up the James and the Giant Peach one because I just wanted to see kind of what it's like. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, this is actually full blown. So they go with, it looks like six lesson plans here uh, with activities and Mm, okay, breaks it down. Okay, yeah. And then gives you an activity to uh, to practice. So this one, this first activity talks about like the you have to choose a bug and, you know, their habitat and then describe their habitat, which is right on theme for James and Giant Peach with all the bugs. So that's cool. Thank you so much for sharing that one. Let me get that added to the resources list. And um, if you are new to me, the resources list that I'm referring to is in my profile link, you can get to it. You know, there's no charge for anything that I'm doing or talking about. Also, I have a podcast where I'm recording this episode. So if you are unable to stay for the whole hour, uh, you can go back and listen to it and catch some of the resources there. So thank you so much for that, Samantha. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you said you're, you, Samantha, you were mad about it because it was after you read. No, yeah, I get that. But I, I will say one of the things that I do like is that we are not hurting for resources. Let's let's be honest. As homeschoolers, like we are not, you know, dealing with just having one catalog to choose from. And the fact that resources just keep popping up like popcorn seems like every week. It's great, but it is it I understand it can also be overwhelming and frustrating when you're like, we just did that. This would have been great two months ago. <laughs> so I get that. What was the website where we can check standards by state? Is that what that, because you, you, you said T-E-K-S, so I know that that's the Texas version. Um, so there's a couple sites where you can go and check your standards by state. There's ixl.com forward slash standards. There's newpathworksheets.com forward slash standard, no S. And then there's the the Texas website, uh, which is the tea.texas.gov. If you are specifically asking about Texas's standards. So those three ought to help point you in the right direction. Alrighty, let me just finish putting this roll doll uh, lesson plan on here. And do, 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 do. And then I'll go back to the chat. Like I said, if you're new to me or new to this podcast, um, 
my resources list is all in my profile. You can go to it at your leisure, <clears throat> excuse me. And we're always adding to it, as you just saw, uh, through recommendations that come through in the chat. How do you find out how to start in Florida? So um, mo most of the time, I'm always going to say the HSLDA website just for an overview of where you can get started. And that's just hslda.org forward slash legal. And you would click on Florida. They have a video that talks about how to get started, giving you a brief overview of Florida. You can also go to Florida's Department of Education website to get it basically straight from the horse's mouth about home education in Florida. And then another resource that I have in my profile is a Rolodex of other homeschoolers here on TikTok. Um, most of them are pretty active where you can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm thinking about homeschooling in Florida. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Everyone on that list has already said, yes, absolutely. Send them my way. So you don't have to feel any kind of awkwardness about reaching out to someone, you can just say, I was in Cousin Tam's live, they know exactly what that means. And I have some questions about getting started in Florida. And Florida is one of the more represented states on that list. And matter of fact, I need to update it because uh, I feel like there's a lot more people talking about homeschool on TikTok now. But for now, the folks on that list, like reach out to them and say, hey, I want the real deal. The HSLDA website was boring. The Florida Department of Education website was too wordy, and I just want to get it straight from the horse's mouth. What is it like getting started homeschooling in Florida? So, oh, and yeah, and in these lives too, sometimes there are people in your state that'll just pop in and say, I'm in Florida, you can message me, uh, like Gina just did. So let me jump back up here. Okay, she said, I, yeah, she just said I got overwhelmed on their site. If there's another that's more clear, boom. So hopefully, <laughs> I didn't see that till just now. Hopefully, something I said made it more clear. Um, have you ever, have you or anyone else used Harbor and Sprout? We're needing electives. I have not used Harbor and Sprout. I do know that it's on our list. <clears throat> I will say this: when it comes to electives, I would, I would say, do not overburden yourself if your child is not in high school. Okay. Um, follow what your law says and if you're in a state that doesn't have like that many specifics go with your kids interest use them as a as a guide use your child's interest as a as a as a guide of what you uh would like to do, do, do oh gina homeschooling for eight years now nice me too are we connected or is this, I feel like this is my first time seeing your name. I'm just going to follow you back. Boop. Because I like to connect with all the homeschoolers. Hey, Jules. You said I'm on the way to the cough that I said I was going to drop. <laughs> no judgment. I have definitely been. There's days I want to, like, there's, I feel like I want to quit all of my kids' activities always the day before they happen. And then I'm like, no, we're going to go. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you can't find any baits. I wish you the best of luck as you scroll on. <laughs> Y'all are in Texas. Cool, cool. Okay, you just started homeschooling a ninth grader and third grader this year from Florida. Well, how is it going so far? Because I know when you start after they've been in school, there's that de-schooling period. So how has that been going for you? 
cool, cool. Oh, okay, you say you just found me. I'm around. I don't I don't go live as often as I used to, but <laughs> I'm around. Your mom homeschooled you for one year, but she had to go back to regular school. That happens. That happens. And I think about I for me, I think about education choices the same way someone thinks about employment. Like just because you start with public school doesn't mean that's how you'll finish. Or just because you start with homeschool doesn't mean you'll do it all the way through. It just is what it is. <laughs> Your son is doing IXL. Have you used that? I do. How do I test to see if he needs, see if he gets everything he's learning? So IXL, I don't use the IXL version, I use the education.com version, which is like a sister subsidiary company. Um, and I prefer education.com because to me, it's more home friendly. IXL to me definitely feels more like public school because it's more wordy and a little bit more restrictive. You know, it's not as fun. <laughs> um, when it comes to testing, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can just get yourself a, a workbook from Amazon that is grade level specific and just give your child the test. Um, another way you can test, like if you want to know um, if uh, the standards, if you're following the standards, is just literally go through the standards for your state, like a checklist and say, yep, we did that. He's fine. We did that. He's fine. And treat it more like um, a checklist assessment rather than sit down and take this test assessment. You can also do a standardized test. So um, the California achievement test is pretty popular amongst homeschoolers, as well as the PASS test by Hewitt Learning. Um, those are formal standardized tests that you can pay for, I believe, in the $30 range. Um, California Achievement Test is online, and the PASS test is a paper version. So if you prefer to do things kind of analog, which is what I, that's the one I use, um, to just see, like, where are they at? Um, I've also used the Spectrum test by the brand Carson DeLosa for assessments. And then there's also the Edulastic website. Edulastic.com is an assessment website. But you can also literally just search third grade assessment Georgia and find different PDFs that you could print um, or assessments on teachers pay teachers free ones that you can use as well just as a test um, to see where they where your kid is and and um, make sure that they're getting what they need in terms of the standards. <clears throat> You said every time the day before. So you actually want to go to the class, right? Because we don't have to, right? I'm all about like, you sure? Like, I don't want to force anything on you. <laughs> you said y'all are loving it. Okay. Virtual for ninth grader and third grader. We're using our own. Nice. Yeah. I would say yes. That's probably the way most homeschoolers I know are doing it. With high school, it's more structured. It's kind of a virtual learning environment. But for elementary, definitely free flowing, like let's do our own thing because it's in all honesty, it's not that serious unless you're in a state that requires a portfolio where you need like boom, boom, boom. And really that that boils down to you being organized. You can still be freelance or unschooling if, if you prefer that title in those grades. And it's a lot less formal for high school. It definitely gets a bit more structured for most homeschoolers. So, yep, y'all. it sounds like y'all are doing what most folks do. <clears throat> Uh, someone's asking, are y'all homeschooling with Florida Virtual or another program? I believe she said she's using Marion Virtual. 
I'm not familiar with that off the top of my head. Okay, you have a good science interest, but we need an elective like music or Spanish. Hmm. <clears throat> I know there's lots, there's Spanish teachers on this app who uh, sell their digital courses. Um, if you're interested in that, like having an actual teacher be the one. Um, you could also see for the music, see if your library is doing like anything with music on like a weekly or monthly basis. I know our libraries, we have a system of libraries in our area and they do all different kinds of activities like STEM, art, uh, music occasionally. Um, and they do, there's um, free language, there's this free language app, I think it's called Mango through our library that you can just download and do the classes through Mango if you would prefer like not a formal class with a teacher, but just, you know, to have the activity at home. Um, that is one option that I'm aware of. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, Power Homeschool is what she's using. Okay. I don't know why. I, I guess the name Marion threw me off. I'm like, what? Is that a brand? <laughs> I should have asked. Okay. Do you have a, cur a curriculum recommendation for a student with an intellectual disability? The child is seven. So the resource list in my profile is full of. With what? Opening the trunk. The, the hood or the trunk? The trunk. The trunk is this way. Oh, no, like the, the hood. The hood, yeah. There you go. The hood opens. <laughs> okay. This is the inside. This is a different live, dude. Thank you. We're not a toy review live. <laughs> That's my son, you guys. Okay, so getting back to the question about um, recommendations for intellectual disability, because I feel like that's such a broad umbrella term. Um, and you don't have to be super specific on here because it is the internet. Um, I would just say, look at the resources that are in my profile. There's a bunch of them. You know, in intellectual disability can mean so many different things um, to, to different people, different states, languages. You know, the verbiage, I should say, that they use is different. Um, but I would say this. For a child who's seven, I think the main thing is not so much a curriculum unless you're needing like, like maybe you work from home and you need something structured and self-correcting. Um, I think at that age, you can just introduce things by piecing it together yourself. You don't need to just buy an all-in-one type of thing. You know, at that age, they need reading, math, a little bit of writing, typing, I think would be great if, if you're... But again, I don't know what intellectual disability means to you guys. So, um, but I would not put so much pressure on yourself to find a single, like under one title of curriculum and just make sure that you're working on those skills and instilling that love of learning rather than saying, I need to buy this brand because my child has an intellectual disability. Cause they, and I'm not, I'm not going to get too preachy today, but like <laughs> my thought is, is it a disability like, and I don't even think dyslexia is a disability, truly. Like dyslexia or dysgraphia just means I learn differently. I wouldn't call it a disability. And in that regard, you just, you as the parent or you as the guardian would just figure out how does this person learn math? And then you teach it that way. But if you're just like, uh, no, I would rather find something that's all in one. I would check out homeschool house, um, homeschool dash house, I believe is what her handle is on here. 
Her name is Allison, and she literally is like a homeschool curriculum savant. And um, a lot of times on her page, if you ask a recommendation for like something very specific, she can make a video dedicated to explaining it. We've had on here on the live our Ask Allison segments where she actually comes on and she will explain a certain curriculum. If there's one that you've heard of that you're like, I'd like some more information on this to see if it works for my child's um, learning style. Because I just, I don't love the term disability. Maybe I'm just being a little too hippy dippy. I don't love that term because I think all kids learn. It's just we as adults have to figure out how they learn and we can't expect, you know, fish who are meant to swim to climb trees. If y'all have seen that meme, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, Sean. Mm. Okay, you said, mm -mm -mm. he has ADHD, he struggles with stuff without pictures to keep attention. I feel like that's all kids at that age though. I don't know that that's an 80, again, you, you guys are the parents, you guys know. I'm like, I feel like no kid wants to sit and just read. <laughs> like rarely, that, that, that to me is like the dream child. I'm not even gonna lie. A, a child that you can just give a book and they just sit and read. <laughs> what a dream, right? All kids though wanna play. They wanna be active. They wanna be up. They want color. They want sound. They want experiences. They don't want things that just have no pictures. So I don't consider that a disability. I'm just like, that's a kid. <laughs> so we can't just look and say, okay, let me buy a bunch of workbooks that are, because I've made this mistake, by the way, where I would just go and I would say, okay, my child is seven years old. That means first grade. I need to get a first grade math book, first grade language book, first grade writing book, first grade music, first grade art, first grade everything, and just here's your stack. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I've made that mistake. It was horrible. There were so many tears. I almost, I think I almost killed my kid's love of learning by doing it that way. But as soon as I said, okay, let's take a look at this work page. Let me look at this, you know, this worksheet. Oh, okay. They're asking you to do 10 math problems, all of, you know, mixing up addition and subtraction. Well, instead of doing this on a worksheet, where, do I even have an example of that anymore? I don't even think I use that kind of style anymore. But instead of doing it, you know, 10, 10 questions, 10 math questions on this worksheet, let's get your blocks or let's get your cars or let's get your My Little Pony set and let's, you know, line them up and let's do this in a more active way where we're doing seven minus three. Like here's your seven ponies, take away three. How many do you have? And we're accomplishing the same thing without the boring black and white worksheet that makes them want to just run away screaming. <laughs> so yeah, that's my thought on that. <sighs> okay. Gina was recommending easy peasy. Yep. Heard a lot about that. What do you recommend for a reading program or do you prefer books? Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> just, my brain just like, don't scare them. I prefer books. I am literally a certified librarian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I'm a certified freelance librarian. Like, I love books. I can't get enough books. I will always prefer books. However, not all kids are that way. So one of the ways that my kids have been learning and practicing reading is through Duo ABC. That's an app. Um, the Brainzy education.com games do a lot of different reading language, uh, parts of speech games. Um, let's see what else have we used. 
Um, oh gosh, what's that one with the monsters? I always forget that game, the title of it. It's something reader. Mm. And then a lot of people like reading eggs as well for young folks. What's the app with the monsters? Oh my goodness. Is it teach, teach your monster to read? Oh my goodness. Hello, I'm saying both. Thank you, you guys had it. You guys had it. <laughs> I was like, oh, if there's a monster and there's reading, teach your monster to read. Um, so yeah, I would say though, focus more on how your kid likes to read. Like, do they like to be read too? In which case you could use your library's app to download some audiobooks and they're still getting the story. Do they like to, I, I also really am a fan of reading books that have a, a TV show or a movie. So it becomes like its own lesson plan right there. Like you read the book, no matter how long or short it is, if it takes a couple of days, no problem. Then you watch the movie. We've done this in our family with um, Charlotte's Web, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, Narnia, Lemony Snicket, like any, oh, Harry Potter, of course, like any book that has a movie, that's what I would recommend. We've also done it with like the little golden book. So like most recently we did Bolt. Oh, that wasn't most recently, but recently we did Bolt. So we read the book, then watched the movie. And then you go through and you have a conversation like what did the book, what did the book leave out that the book, that the movie included or what did the, you know, vice versa. And you just compare and contrast and that's your lesson. That's your reading lesson. So, Yeah. Those are some that I have liked, but I always prefer books over every single curriculum. Oh, y'all just did The Secret Garden. My daughter had a um, an excerpt in her reading uh, for her English language arts lesson yesterday was about The Secret Garden. Sarah Plain and Tall, no, I did like that book as a kid. My kids no. haven't read that one yet. Son, I'm- I'm learning about dividing. You're learning about division? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You're learning how to divide numbers? Uh -huh. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. I'm really proud that you wanted to do that today. 12 divided by 3 is 4. Nice. Thank you. That's awesome. That was YouTube, y'all. That was YouTube because he's watching, he's watching YouTube kids right now. I forgot the math channel that he's watching. Um, but yeah, YouTube guys, don't sleep on it. They will just randomly learn stuff that way too. <laughs> so I had to, you cannot discount YouTube. We are homeschooling in 2023, y'all. It can, let's work smarter, not harder, okay? Like I'm in here talking to you guys. He's outside learning about divided, as he called it, but you know, division. That's, yeah. And that's, he's six. He's not, we're not even supposed to be on that yet, but he must have stumbled onto, a video that he likes and that makes my job a lot easier <laughs> oh y'all are doing sarah planets hall right now okay and it has secret garden yeah secret garden does have i think more than one movie i prefer the old stuff because i'm old but yeah mm -mm -mm. You said, okay, y'all are going to get that when you guys are having that chat back and forth. How do you get your son to get into his daily routine? We are struggling with that. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I would say repetition, 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 consistency, and also um, 
helping them understand the benefits. Like, why does it matter? Why should it matter to them? That's really it. Um, and then just modeling it. He sees my older girls do the same thing and they don't really play with him at, at, you know, at the beginning of the day because they're doing their chores, they're doing their schoolwork. So he's like, well, if no one's going to play with me, I guess I'll do schoolwork. Um, but I will say not every day is like this. Um, this, is a, this is a gem of a moment that we were able to catch today. Um, I'm sure tomorrow he will not want to do anything related to the vision at all. <laughs> and so just being flexible and understanding that you know, kids' moods change like the weather, and we just have to have resources for the weather, for whatever the weather is that day. So um, I shared yesterday um, a list of, of websites that I use that are like these daily, I call them daily knowledge websites, but it's basically like websites that you can go to that have like the puzzle of the day, the riddle of the day, the word of the day, you know, the game of the day, or like the national, national today, I, I talk about that one quite a bit. Those are for those days where nobody wants to learn anything, but they'll listen to a fun fact real quick. <laughs> um, you know, this day in history from the History Channel, I shared that in my most recent video. So if you're, you know, whenever you have days like that, those websites are fantastic. But today he's interested. So I'm like, go forth and prosper. How do you get your kids to work independently? Stop doing stuff for them. Stop doing stuff for them. And also... Uh, reinforce why it matters, like show them what it looks like when someone, you know, if you, especially if you have examples in your life where you can point to say, this person is successful because they, you know, get their work done first, then they play. Um, a lot of little life lesson lectures, as my, <laughs> as my middle child likes to, to remind me. Um, but just emphasizing why it matters is so important. And then literally just don't do it for them. And yes, it'll take some time. Yes, there will be some spills and some messes, but that's how it happens. I did the binder thing, but I used video. You did you did the division, and then what about the video? It was the video. That's okay. You still learn. Everything doesn't have to be on a game or a worksheet. You still learned it. Mm-hmm. All right. See ya. Maybe on Roblox. Yes. Okay, <clears throat> you started independent work with letting him go for it for about go to it for about five minutes. Got a soda, left the room. We're up to ten minutes. Yes, honestly, yeah. You just work up to it. You said, do you have days off? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I have, um, I have a schedule, a template that is out there. Like, okay, this is what we're supposed to do. But yeah days off mental health like we were they were sick two weeks ago anytime my husband's off yep <laughs> off days um every single birthday like always a birthday is off day <laughs> so yep we definitely have days off but I will say this, I feel like a lot of times we end up learning more on our days off than on our days on. And by days off to me means I didn't have a plan. I didn't make a plan for that day. But we that doesn't mean no learning happened because there's a lot of learning that happens on the weekends, um, just in conversations with friends and family, they're learning things. So that's 
that's what I mean when I say day off, meaning I didn't make the plan. <clears throat> How do you register your child with the government so that they know the kid is homeschooled? Some states don't require that. Other states, it's an online form. And some states, there's an approval process. So it really depends on the state. In my state, it's an online form similar to vehicle registration. <laughs> That's like the best example I can give, except there's no fee. You just register once a year before the deadline, and that's it. That is how the government knows. You've been, you wish you could get your nine-year-old to read chapter books more. I would say uh, cater more to their strengths at nine. Like it's, it's okay if they don't read chapter books on their own. Maybe they would prefer to listen to an audio book, a chapter audio book and like paint or draw. Because I would, you know, one thing that I am regretting is trying to make an artist into a reader or trying to make, you know, a computer geek of a kid into um, a Shakespearean expert. Like, it's okay that your kid is not loving reading so long as they can read so that they can follow the instructions of the things that they do want to do. Um, let's be honest, a lot of adults don't read chapter books. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I would say offer it, but don't force it. And it's okay that they just don't like it. They don't want to be one who sits and reads chapter books. It's not, it's not for everyone. <clears throat> I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. Oh, he prefers DK encyclopedias and Nat Geo Kids book. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so I would just keep going that route. Like I love the DK books and the Nat Geo books and also the Nat Geo Kids magazine. I would just go, I would just keep encouraging that. Yeah, no, no issues there. <clears throat> Idaho. <clears throat> I think Idaho does require notification. Let's find out. Oh, oh. No, they don't. They do not. Never mind. I was confusing them with another state. Idaho does not require notification. So I'm on the hslda.org forward slash legal website where you have every state represented there. So you would just click on yours and Idaho does not require notification. So you're in one of those states that doesn't require it. They do say that they have um, required subjects which are language arts, math, science, and social studies for grades one through 10 with additional flexibility in grades 11 and 12. So I would go here if you're, if you're curious and then just watch this video where they do uh, the legal spiel of Idaho specifically. And you can, it's like a minute or so long video to get the overview there for Idaho. Hi, good morning. Yeah, E. Perkins, you're saying um, my, my son doesn't care to read a book all the time, so we read the instructions for, cookie, for cooking. Yep, don't force it. I wouldn't. 
I agree with you, Sean. I am also in love with homeschooling. <laughs> like I would, I often say or see people say um, things like, oh, your kids are going to, you know, regret this or hate you for this. And I'm like, my kids are choosing this at this point. Um, because they have public school friends and all of their activities and they are not hurting. They're not missing out. They don't feel like, oh my gosh, prom. <laughs> they are not, it's not even up to me at this point. Like, I think if I, if I were to go to my kids and say, all right, guys, it's been great, but next year we're enrolling in public school. They'd be like, why, why, what, why, what, why do we need to do that? <laughs> Please, No. Oh, you said sometimes you worry because re the reading is bite-sized and not narrative or very long sections. Okay, so I'm going to push back a little bit, Samantha, and I'm, I'm not picking on you, I promise. But that's how you eat an elephant is, is in, you know, bite-sized. And the, the thing is, a lot of stuff nowadays, especially as you, I'm sure, notice with the way articles are written nowadays, it, it's not this long-form chapters and sections anymore to get the information. Many, many people make money as copywriters because they want it in short, succinct, bite-sized bits. So if anything, you're preparing him for the actual future. And I know for me, sometimes I have to like pull back and say, okay, I, I cannot educate my kids like I was educated in the 90s. That world does not exist. You know, this is, I was educated with um, teachers who said, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. So you need to do this long division. Well, the truth is we are, we all have calculators in our pockets. So <laughs> You can, of course, teach it and talk about, you know, reading chapter books. And you can talk about like how a lot of the shows that he might like to watch or the movies are based on these books. And here are these books. Or you can make it an activity that you guys do together where like he's not going to sit and read it all on his own. But you guys read it together or read it back and forth or use audiobooks. But it's really like if that's not his thing, it's not that's not what he's loving right now. It's OK. He could fall in love with reading later. It could be that he just hasn't found the book that makes him want to, you know, he hasn't found that page turner of a book. So I wouldn't give up on reading chapter books at this point, but I also wouldn't like push it. Like you need to sit here and read for 30 minutes because basically he's just going to stare at the page for 30 minutes and count down until he can do something else. So that would be my recommendation, but um, I get where you're coming from. <clears throat> All right, you're welcome. Yeah, he said, I'm sending them to public school. I use sending them to public school as a threat. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I'm not going to lie, though. I used to because I would I would say things like, y'all hear that bus out there at 6 a.m.? You want to be on it? <laughs> but at this point, they're just like, no, we don't want to. <laughs> I really think, the and this I would say this too, uh, to anyone who's new to homeschooling, keep your public school friends or make public school friends. And I promise you, <laughs> Uh, more often than not, your kid is not going to want to or, or is not going to feel like they're missing out. I think a lot of times the FOMO comes from them feeling like, oh, my, I, I see the bus or I see the backpacks and they, they see the aesthetics of school on like the Disney Channel, which I tell I told my kids that too. Like that is an aesthetic school. That is not a real public school that you're seeing when you watch the Disney Channel. Um, but yeah, make, pub make public school friends. And I... <laughs> It was hilarious when we had some kids over who they go to public, they go to the schools my kids would be going to. And when they came in and they saw our little classroom set up and they were just like, oh my gosh, you guys, I would love to do this. They were like telling my 
telling their parents, like, can, can Miss Tamara homeschool us? And I'm just like, I sure can't, cannot, will not. But <laughs> yeah, don't don't feel like just because you homeschool, you can't have public school friends or that you shouldn't. And oftentimes, like sometimes we'll go to their events too, because they'll say, like, if they're in chorus or drama or something um, or band, we get invited to the things that they're doing. So it's really, we're not missing out. <laughs> All right, awesome, cool. Thank you, um, M, for what you were saying to um, to Samantha about like some people just prefer nonfiction or fiction as well, especially because she said like uh, Samantha said her son prefers Nat Geo, so yeah, he may just not be into the the novel thing. You said I worry sometimes that I'm not giving him enough to do, but then I realize my son is five and it's just a kid. Yes, oh gosh, that is such a. We always think busy means better or busier means better. And guys, they're not going to be five forever. They're not going to be cute little kids forever. Let them have this time. A lot of what you can learn or need to learn, like think about those of us who are on different sides of TikTok. Like let's say you're, like, you're on clean talk. I'm on clean talk. I have learned so much in the last year about home maintenance and cleaning routines and you know how to clean things that I didn't, I forgot even needed to be clean. And there is no textbook for that there's no test for that it, you can learn at all stages of life it does it's not like there's this ticking time bomb for learning that says if they don't know it by 18 they're gonna turn into a pumpkin and you know they don't get to go to the ball with like cinderella like no the the point of education is to help your kid learn how to learn and then you can they can take those lessons with them throughout life and really what that boils down to is reading comprehension, which is huge. You got to be able to read something and then understand what you read and networking, really getting along with people. And I would throw in some financial literacy. If your kid has those things down, those three things down by the time they're 18, you have set them up better than most, I would say, because then they can read anything. They can get go to the library, get a book on anything they want to learn and, and comprehend it and teach it to themselves. They can network with people or connect with people who know a skill that they may not know that'll teach them or they can ask questions to. And then they'll understand how to manage their money so that they don't actually have to work as hard as they think they do. Like most people don't need a million dollars to have the lifestyle they want. It's just they don't know how to manage the money they have. So they end up spending and getting themselves into we don't have to get into that. See, that's my financial literacy stuff coming out. I, we've been doing it so much more this year. <laughs> And I, I sometimes let it seep out, but I'm like, this is a homeschool page. This is not a financial literacy homemaker housewife page. <laughs> Although it could be, if anyone's interested. Okay, let's see. What is clean talk? It is the side of TikTok where they talk about cleaning. <laughs> That's literally what it is. Um, so you'll have people go through cleaning routines or they'll talk about how to maintain your appliances and, and make sure that they're clean. <clears throat> He's getting a clock lesson, life lesson style right now. Uh, your teen's friend is calling his phone asking when is our night story time because he missed being read, ooh, read to. Oh, yeah, you are doing something right for sure. <laughs> you say every time I make it to your lives, I'm enlightened. They won't turn into a pumpkin. They really won't. I mean, And I know, I, I feel like, those of us who went through the public school system have to acknowledge that there is a lot of conditioning in our minds 
that we hold on to when we go into homeschooling that we have to not push on to our kids. Like my kids have never been to school. So the for them, the idea of, you know, following a bell schedule, being in your seat, holding holding it when you have to go to the bathroom is so foreign to them. It makes no sense to them. So they're not going to have to recover from that. I, I distinctly remember having to recover from the idea that I don't have summer vacation anymore. <laughs> Traumatic when you get your first big kid job and there's no summer breaks. What do you mean I have to earn my time off? <laughs> so, you know, that's, that is going to be weird or foreign to a homeschool kid. But I say that's a good thing that they are not having to recover from the trauma of grades or feeling like, oh my gosh, I got a 91 instead of a 97. My kids don't have that sort of trauma. They're, if anything, whenever they do miss a question, it's more like, okay, did you understand it? Do you want to review it? Let's do some more so that you understand it. But there's no trauma behind it. They understand that mistakes happen, fails happen. They've seen me fail many times in the kitchen and we just learn from it, but I don't get an F in cooking and therefore I'm a failure as a person. It's like, okay, we learned that we would like more seasoning, less onions, whatever. It's a learning experience. So for my kids, fail means learn. It doesn't mean you're a waste of oxygen. Like for some of us, it meant in public school. So yeah, we have to protect our kids from our own trauma and remember like it's okay for them to be kids it's okay if they don't know how to knit when they're 11 they can learn when they're 27 there's it's okay it's okay if they don't play a musical instrument and speak 37 languages if they want to learn it they can but the point is that we have to teach them how to learn that's that is our main focus what they choose to learn in their adult life is completely up to them or in, you know, just later in their teen life too. I think a lot of us who have young kids, we cannot visualize the teen years, but the truth is kids learn so much faster as teens. Like my daughter spent a day, a single day learning how to operate a 3d printer. I am in no rush to teach my six-year-old how to operate a 3d printer. He can get that knowledge later. So, <laughs> um, let's see. What can you do for language arts for eighth grade? I'm stressing out. I just use, um, I use the Argo prep website and, or website and workbook for our language arts. That's our primary thing because um, every, this is a little bit, I don't think, I don't think it's lazy, but this is how I think about language arts. Language arts is one of those things where it's like, it makes you sound good, but the truth is nobody speaks that way. So I don't, push that super hard. We do the, we do the eighth grade um, ELA workbook, which has all, every question has in the tiny little margin, um, what state standard, what, what common core standard it meets so that I get to check that off mentally in my brain. Like, okay, we met that standard, we met that standard, we met that standard. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't stress out on that one. Really, that's the main bulk of our uh, language arts is Argo prep. <clears throat> So any language arts workbook, especially at the eighth grade level, you could also look into Khan, excuse me, Khan Academy has, uh, let's see, does it even go up to eighth grade? Because they, yeah, yeah. You could do some of the uh, lessons on the eighth grade uh, reading vocabulary for Khan Academy. It's okay. They're still building this out though, because last year it was a beta version and this year they have made it their real version, but uh, yeah, you can use that too if you want to. That's a free thing. <clears throat> what 
but mostly just reading is the main thing. Like making sure that what they read, they understand that's English language arts. It's not, to me, it's not important that my kid learns APA style versus MLA style when there is a website that will do it for them. And that's, that has been to me in the last 18 months, like the main thing I have to remember is like, why am I teaching my kids to work harder, not smarter? If there is a website that'll do the thing, let teach the website rather than the, the format. I mean, you could explain the history of it if you want to and like, okay, this is an example of how to, how to do a citation, but don't handicap your child by taking away a resource that is readily available to them, like the internet. We've been learning chat GPT this semester with my oldest because I'm like, it exists. So let's learn how to use it. And that has also, and then what I will say, chat using chat GPT has helped with our ELA and grammar because she does have to go back through and check to make sure that the way the computer said it sounds natural to how she would want to say it. So they're and also learning about plagiarism and stuff like that. So it's been a part of the lesson, but I'm teaching toward for towards a resource that exists. Like I'm not going to tell her, you have to come up with this all by yourself. No, we've done NaNoWriMo as well. Like my oldest wants to write books. So that is in her lane of what she wants to learn. So, and NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writers Month. Uh, for anyone who didn't know that acronym or that um, abbreviation. But for my middle child, 100%, she does not care. She does not care about reading at all. She is much more into art and beauty and creating like jewelry and things. And how dare I tell her that's not a valid thing, right? Because it is. We all have seen it. So she's learning how to 3D print jewelry. She's learning how to type because she would rather type than write, which is most of us. And I'm just teaching to that style. If I sat her down and said, you have to have this perfect penmanship, I'm lying to her because doctors exist and they have horrible penmanship. Clearly you can be a successful person without it. But um, let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> All right. Mm, where did I leave off? Oh, Jennifer, you said, I can't remember where I heard it, but fail is first attempt in learning. Yes. Right. Like, I think the fact that so many schools still operate on the on the false assumption that if you don't know this uh, subject by this date at this time, you have failed. Where is that a thing in real life where you don't get another chance or you have to know a certain thing by a certain date or else like the sky falls? Most of the time in adult life, I'm sure there are some examples that someone can think of, but most of the time in our adult life, if I don't know something on Monday, I can learn it by Thursday. But in school, if the test is Monday and you don't know it on Monday, you fail. You don't get a second chance. You don't get an opportunity to say, oh, I know it now, teacher. Can I take it on? Can I take this test on Thursday? No, we're past that unit. We're moving on. That's not real life. That is not real life. And that's why so many people, I believe, are we, we're in a constant state of recovery from that because you spend your first 13 years being told you don't get a second chance. And this group is gifted, but you're remedial. And the middle people, we don't care about you. <laughs> like if you're average, who wants that? Who wants to be average? And we're like literally still in recovery from, the, from that 
from that to the point where nobody wants to be called average. If you call someone average, you have you have insulted them. And how don't, don't even don't dare call somebody remedial. Oh my gosh. To be a beginner? No. Be a novice? No, no, no. We all have to be experts at everything all the time. And, and exactly when someone you know demands this information of you, otherwise, what good are you as a person? That that is what school teaches us. If you don't have straight A's and a 4.0. I mean, are, do, you, are, do you have any intelligence whatsoever? You are taking up someone else's oxygen. Get out of here. And I really hate the fact that so many of our schools, I'm soapboxing again, but I hate that so many of our schools were so college prep focused that now the to go into a trade seems like a failure to some people. Meanwhile, that doctor is going to pay somebody $50, $60 an hour to come clean their house because they're too busy or they're too tired or too exhausted, but they will look down on the person making $50 an hour cleaning a house? What? <laughs> or like, we'll tell these kids, go to college, get this degree so that you can work for this corporation, climb the ladder making, you know, $20, $30 an hour, which is cool. That's fine. But the plumber... <laughs> that we had come to our house for an emergency made $300 in 20 minutes because he knew what knob to turn <laughs> on our septic system. I am haunted by that. <laughs> I'm like, son, do you want to be a plumber? <laughs> I remember I had a plumber, we had a plumber come out here one time because our shower was dripping and it was bothering me. So we had a plumber come out and he was like, all right, look, this is, you just need a new such and such valve because the, the thing has worn down and that happens. You could go get this part from Home Depot and you could install it yourself in about 15 minutes and the part is like six, $6 or I can do it for you and I'll, it'll be about 85. <laughs> and I was like, and it would like anybody who's looking down on a tradesman can't do math or just doesn't know anything about what they make or what they charge. Oh my gosh. Because we all want to live in health houses with these, you know, convenient attributes, but we're not electricians. If our fan breaks in the South, oh my gosh, you are calling somebody to replace that. But wouldn't it be dope if you knew how to do it yourself? And oh, by the way, then you can form a business around it if you wanted to. Yeah. When I tell you there is no sales pitch for me for college for my kids. <laughs> and I, I say this having gone to college started a master's degree but i did i quit that and and then i was i also worked as an admissions counselor i'm, I'm just like there is no pitch that someone can give me right this second for college unless it's fully paid for now if my kids want to go to college the way i went then i would support that um, which i did rotc and went and joined the military as an officer if they want to do that i support that i don't support going in debt for nothing <laughs> unless it's a house and the way that college is right now, it's about the price of the house in some areas. It's ridiculous. You got in trouble in seventh grade for questioning the testing policies. I can believe that. I mean, to, how dare you question authority? Which is, I mean, if you I had to stop myself right now, I almost slipped into conspiracy talk. <laughs> uh, no, not gonna do that. But yes, I get you. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, no, Em, you said your screen door froze. You had to walk around and break her on the outside. That's too cold. Yes, very pro. Get a, certi get a certification and form business skills. Absolutely. Y'all, when I, when I tell you, I mean, I'm going to tell y'all a kind of personal story a little bit. So I have two cousins. I, I, don't ha I didn't grow up with siblings, but I have two cousins, both girls, who um, took very different life paths. One of them went to college, you know, graduated, did all, did everything perfectly. You know, you, you just might say like, this is, she did everything that she was supposed to do. All A's, graduated, got a great job, has been there for the past 20 years at that corporate job. Fabulous. My other um, cousin did everything wrong, you might say, but I don't consider it wrong, where she wasn't, a, she wasn't the best student. She joined the military because there really wasn't another option. And she did her 20 years as well. And I use them as examples all the time of like, this one now gets to sit back and collect her retirement check. And oh, by the way, she's like a serial entrepreneur. So she's constantly starting businesses, not constantly, but like she just, she has many different streams of income um, and is successful in that capacity. And now she just chills and takes her kids to and from school and gets to live that dope housewife life. This one is still working. <laughs> she can't retire for another 20 years because that's how the system is set up. And they both are happy with what they've done. Like nobody's like resentful towards the other, but it's like, I'm sitting here in the middle because I've done a little bit of both. Like I worked corporate a little bit, went and did the military a little bit, and I'm over here still living that housewife life <laughs> with a little bit, of, little bit of income. So I just took bits and pieces from each one and made my own path. And I have to be able to show my kids like, all three are valid. All three are happy. We all hang out, have kids the same, around the same age. Well, we don't hang out as much as we would like to. But anyway, the point is there's different paths. You can do a combination or none of and still be happy. And I think if we're not teaching kids that, if we're only telling them this is the lane, this is the, the get all A's, go to college, do the corporate thing for 40 years lane, we're not telling them the whole truth, you know? And that's, that's kind of my philosophy on that. I'm trying not to get too personal and be like, let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You say this all the time, unless my kid wants to be a doctor, lawyer, et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. Like if their path requires college, obviously we support it. But if it's like, I want to go to college nowadays, if I, I want to go to college and get a political science degree <laughs> and it's not lawyer related I'm just gonna be like but why though I mean have you heard of edX.org <laughs> like you could take some political science class if it's really about the education you could just come up like edX.org let me see do they have political science before I say that because they might not I use that as an example they have so many degree options on edX.org <clears throat> yes okay so they have some political science courses on here, but let's say it wasn't political science. Let's do everybody's favorite, psychology. I'm a psychology major. And I'm not hating on anyone who was a psychology major. I just know a lot of people who said it. So many psychology classes on here from all different types of colleges. You have Harvard, that's the US. Queensland, I believe that's Australia. Cambridge, that's the UK. Take psychology from all over the world, my, my love, if that's really what you want to do. But why do we need to go in debt for that? 
I mean. <laughs> and if you want the certificate that goes along with it, you can pay for it, which let's see, what is, uh, I'll click on Harvard. Everybody loves Harvard so much. Mm, okay. So the class is free. Like you, t you can take the class for free. Um, but if you want the certificate, I think they're somewhere in like the two to $400 range, depending on the course. No, no. $169 is what this one says. So you get a Harvard certified psychology course for $169 if you want the certificate. If you don't, you just gain the knowledge for free. And like, let's be honest, that's still valid. <laughs> Like who's still, who's checking certi certifications? Really? Like most jobs aren't, let's be fair. Most jobs, it's like, hey, this is my friend's brother, John, let's hire him. They're not checking, but some, some jobs do require certification. So don't, I'm not dismissive of every form of higher education, I'm not. But a lot of jobs, it's somebody knows somebody and they hire their buddy. <laughs> What website is that? That is edX, edx.org. Bunch of different programs. Oh no, they're doing degrees now. Hold on. It's been a minute since I was on here. So they're doing full complete degrees on here now. Well, there you go. Here's a computer science degree from the University of London. Interesting. I have not looked at this in a while. But yeah, they have full-blown degrees. They've got some master's degree programs, but mostly I go on here looking at the courses because I was looking at like different financial uh, literacy courses most recently. I wasn't looking for a degree, but they have them. So it's an option. Um, thank you. You said you agree about um, the topic of college. I appreciate that. <laughs> You said your mother asked if you were sending the kids back to school, you laughed. But you know what, though? It's because, again, the conditioning is real. If you've ever heard of Pavlov's dogs, I mean, that's real. When it comes to education, everybody automatically thinks public school or private school. And, you know, that, and I'll say this and I'll kind of wrap it up today. Um, when it comes to a like true, true knowledge is not restricted to any one building or any one type of presentation. Okay, you can learn from listening, you can learn from reading, you can learn from experience. And all of those should be taken into account when you consider what might be the best for your child. And if you as a family think that public school is the best option, then by all means, go forth and thrive. I'm not anti any form. I'm, I just happen to be very pro homeschool because I'm biased. That's what we've been doing. And I love it. But I'm also pro private school if that's what you would prefer to do. I'm pro charter school and virtual school if that is what works for your family dynamic. Um, and the only thing that gets me riled up is when people are dismissive of one type over another as though if you did homeschool, you are less than public school or your education is worth less than public school, which is absolutely false. So that's where I'll kind of leave it there we don't have to get into like a debate about it um, because I'm not going to debate anybody about my choice. <laughs>
I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.